Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 21st of November on Stay in Christian History. We go back to the year 1965 and we travel to Rome where Lumen Gentium, which means the light of the nations, was promulgated during the Second Vatican Council. The council was one of the most significant events in the life of the modern church. And between October 1962 and December 1965, the largest ever gathering of Catholic bishops. Lumen Gentium, a light for the peoples, reflects the church's own modern self-understanding, how it sees itself. In fact, it was the first time that the church had written down in a dogmatic constitution how it understood itself. The theme of light and the act of seeing in that light is central to the document. As the council fathers wanted to bring the light of Christ to all people, a light brightly visible on the countenance of the church. They were setting an ambitious scope for the document, that the life of Christ has universal meaning. It is for everybody. Lumen Gentium is eight chapters long, and the different chapters can be paired thematically. Chapters 1 and 2 treat the church's nature and its historical existence. 3 and 4 discuss the different roles in the church. And chapter 5 and 6 look at holiness and religious life. While chapters 7 and 8 discuss the saints and Mary. The process to produce such an important document included, of course, lots of tensions, compromises and juxtapositions. But in spite of this, there is a coherence to the overall document from the first image supplied of the church in Lumen Gentium 1. That the church shares in Christ's mission and then in Lumen Gentium 8, that the church is one complex reality comprising a human and a divine element. And somehow it embodies mystically the components of Christ's body, a body that is still concretely present in our situation. The document also acknowledged the complexity of the modern world by stating that the church was a light not just for Christians, but for all humanity. All human beings are called to belong to the church. Not all are fully incorporated into the church, but the church recognises that in many ways she is linked with those who, being baptised, are honoured with the name of Christian, even though they do not profess the faith in its entirety, or preserve unity with the successor of Peter. And in addition to this ecumenical openness, the document also declares controversially, the possibility of salvation for non-Christians and even non-theists, which was a radical declaration for Vatican II. This is what part of the document says. Finally, those who are not yet received the gospel are related in various ways to the people of God. In the first place, we must recall the people to whom the testament and the promises were given and from whom Christ was born according to the flesh. On account of their fathers, this people remains most dear to God. 
For God does not repent of the gifts that he makes, nor of the calls that he issues. But the plans of salvation must also include those who acknowledge the Creator. In the first place amongst these, there are the Muslims, who, professing to hold the faith of Abraham, along with us, adore the one and merciful God, who, on the last day, will judge mankind. And nor is God far distant from those who in shadows and images see the unknown God. For it is he who gives to all men life and breath and all things, and as Saviour wills that all will be saved. Those also can attain to salvation who through no fault of their own do not know the Gospel or Christ or his Church, yet sincerely seek God and moved by grace strive by their deeds to do his will as it is known to them through the dictates of conscience. This openness even to people of goodwill was allowed as earlier in the document there had been an important theological clarification. This church, constituted and organised as a society in the present world, subsists in the Catholic Church, which is governed by the successor of Peter and by the bishops in communion with him, although many elements of sanctification of truth are found outside its visible confines. This subtle shift from is to subsists in it ruled out an identification of the church alone as God's church, a move which infuriated some of the traditional rings in the Catholic Church, who considered Lumen Gentium to be the demarcation of when the Roman Church fell into heresy. The Council Fathers were saying that the being of the church is a broader entity than just the Roman Catholic Church. And this allowed the possibility of salvation outside of the Catholic Church. Another theme that has often been discussed was in the fifth chapter, notably the universal call to holiness, saying that all the faithful of Christ, of whatever rank or status, are called to the fullness of Christian life and to the perfection of charity. I don't just leave it to priests, nuns and bishops. The final chapter on Mary is also the subject of debate and original plans had called for a separate document about the role of Mary, therefore keeping the document of the church more ecumenical and not alienating Protestant Christians, who viewed special veneration of Mary with suspicion. The council, in its one mention of Mary as mediatrix, spoke of her as strengthening, not lessening, confidence in Christ as the one essential mediator. And the Council, in speaking of Mary, used a biblical approach, with strong emphasis on her pilgrimage of faith. And they also drew heavily from the fathers of the Church, which they felt Christians of all denominations would respect. That's all from the Pearlgate Price today. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the controversial order of the Knights Templar. And as we're coming to the end of a year of podcasts, it's unlikely that we, next year we'll be able to keep up producing a daily podcast unless funding allows it. And if you wish to support us or you can suggest themes for a series of podcasts for next year, please email us on pogp 
pod at gmail.com. Our archives can be found at www.pogp.net. And if you have time, please subscribe and share the podcast with friends. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for today's music and have a lovely day wherever you are and thanks for listening.